Hello everybody, my name is Landon Arenas and I'm listening to episode 199 of the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Welcome to the Vortex Apologetic, where substance reigns over mindless entertainment. Because biblical truth matters in a profound, timely, and urgent way in a lost and dying world. And now, introducing your humble servants in Jesus Christ, Ricardo, a.k.a. Beef, Arenas, and Jeff, the Brain, Claiborne. Heavenly Father, we are grateful and thankful for the opportunity you give us, Father, to gather in this regard, Lord. Thank you for the life of my brother, the Brain, Lord. I pray that he continues to uh, uh, live his life, uh, honor you in every way, Lord. And I thank you for his friendship, his fellowship, Lord. Uh, Father, I pray that... uh, he continues to uh, study the way he does and and, uh, and the renewing of his mind, Lord. And Father, let us, uh, every time we gather, be able to share with people, Father, uh, the good news of the gospel, but also, Father, how to live life according to your word, Father. Help us to guide people through your word, Father, that uh, it may bless each one of them, Father, as they listen, that uh, it can be a blessing in their life. Also, Father, that they can share, Father, uh, uh, our podcast to other people, Father, so that they can have more people listen, Father, and be able to share this information around, Lord. We are grateful and thankful for uh, technology, Lord, although sometimes it gives us headaches, Lord, but, Father, we're able to get through them, Lord, and uh, able to do what we need to do to finish your podcast. Let us be blessed. Let us uh, rejoice as we continue to give you honor in what we do, Lord. And, uh, Father, uh, we thank you for the opportunity you continue to give us, Lord, to be able to uh, have podcasts and release them and just uh, do it for your glory. Thank you for all that you do. Bless our time, and uh, we thank you in all things. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. My brother. Hey, bro. You look, so you, look, you look like you had uh, like a, a good CrossFit this morning. <laughs> well, we were lifting some weights this morning. Uh-oh. Yeah. We're going to yeah. have a buff brain. That's what I think. Oh, sorry. <laughs> well, I don't know if my brain will be buff. My body might be a little better. There you go. <laughs> oh, oh. Yeah. whoa. Hey, hey, folks, uh, folks, folks, he's flashing hey, the guns. Right he's flashing the guns. <laughs> he's flashing the guns. Uh-oh. <laughs> well, good, brother. I'm glad you're getting your exercise. And uh, CrossFit, man, CrossFit ain't no joke. CrossFit is some um, real exercise. And- yeah, it's they don't mess around. <laughs> yeah, no, I have yeah. seen them in action, and it's like, yeah. man, yeah. I'm just I I get a workout just watching them. Does <laughs> <laughs> it tire you out? Just the they tire me out just watching them. You know, it's like, come yeah. on, that's funny. Good stuff. Is my bro. volume good, brother? Should I be? I can. You know, you, you can put that mic uh, a little higher. A little bit higher. Okay, let's do that right there. How's that? Uh, right there. That sounds good. All right. Cool. So, yeah. So, okay. So, wow. Uh, it seems like every week the world just keeps spinning faster and faster, don't it? I, I mean, shouldn't the world have ended already? Didn't we do a podcast that the world ended already? Come on. Yeah. And everybody <laughs> missed it. Everybody missed it. I don't, yeah, know if everybody, I don't know if everybody understood that joke, so I probably have to explain it. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'll let you do the explanation on that one. But it was like, what? Although it's got it, it got pretty good tracking. I mean, people were, you know, uh, downloading the episode, so I was like, okay, all right, maybe we good, have to do good. more stuff like that. <laughs> well, you know, 
the whole point of the joke was there's been so many predictions of the end of the world mm-hmm. that there's uh, and and some people believe in these people who make the predictions so much that there's no way those people could have been wrong about those predictions. Therefore, the world ended. We just all missed it. Yep. That's the uh, joke. For sure. That's the, yeah. that's, that's the, uh, that's kind of the narrative that I was giving. Um, uh, and you know, it's like, I'm not willing to change my belief in this particular eschatology or theology in order to give, you know, in order to explain why my prediction was wrong. No, but you know, my prediction is right. I just missed this little part over here and we're going to make a new prediction. That's usually how it goes. And, uh, no, your prediction was wrong. Your understanding of uh, prophecy in the Bible is wrong, and you need to adjust. It's really that simple. That's it. Could have not explained it better than that, brother. Uh, but anyways, A got some traction. We got some listeners that listen to it. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, that subject matter is, is huge, brother. And it's huge nowadays because you just mentioned how many predictions and prophecy fulfillment, you know, take place every week constantly more and more and more and i'm sure when things like that happen that you know we're having wars rumors of wars what are they going to do they're going to start talking you know last days end of the world last end of days whatever and all of a sudden in churches the preaching becomes all about the end days last days right Right. (laughs) so it's like uh, it's a big money maker it is unfortunately it is Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah no, it, it really it, and not only that, brother, besides Christians that, you know, obviously believe in, in that, the mm-hmm. outside world, man, how many times, how many movies have we seen about the apocalypse and, you know, uh, uh, Armageddon and things of that nature? So that's actually, even when people say, oh, we don't believe, but anything, you know, they see that has to do with war right away, they're like, oh, is it really the end of the world? Are we going through an apocalypse? What's going to happen? Right. So even yeah. the world reacts to that. It does, and it's all based upon faulty uh, understanding of the Bible, faulty understanding of theology. Um, Christ never taught that, and um, you know the apostles never taught that. I mean, it, it, re, people read that into their Bible, right? So, so let me ask you a question, since we're in that subject. How much does eschatology matter now? I mean, especially now after, you know, you and I have gone through a paradigm shift, you know, and if you think about it, you know, eschatology before a paradigm shift, you know, I mean, it was important, but it was like, that's something that not every pastor wanted to touch on revelation, right? It's like, uh, that's the one book we'll kind of avoid a little bit. You know, it has to do with the end of time. We know Jesus is coming and all that stuff. But how important is it now in life? In, your life, let's say, uh, in interpreting scripture, in understanding context of scripture? Uh, it, it, well, it's very important, you know, that you can't, it's a part of, it's a part of the total package of the theology. You can't mm-hmm. just um, ignore it or just say, well, that's that subject over there. The Bible comes as a package. It, it's not, you, you can't segregate out the different subject matters of the Bible. Right. 
Yeah. If you're talking about salvation, then you're also talking about the attributes of God. If you're talking about the attributes of God, you're also talking about salvation. They're all blended in together. Amen. And, and eschatology has to do with the promises of God. It, that deals with his uh, attributes of being faithful to us, right? Right. And and so understanding those things requires that we we give up our um, personal biases, mm-hmm. right? Our presuppositional right. paradigms, and uh, we adopt the mentality that I'm going to read the passage for what it is and for what it says. <clears throat> because what happens is everybody ignores the timing statements. That's the biggest thing that people ignore when it comes to prophecy. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> they always want to think that it has to do with us today. Mm, yeah, that's you know? huge. Right. And when, when it's clear in the passage that he's talking to people at that time and telling them that they will see the things that he's predicting, you know, right. when Christ was talking in all of the discourse, for example. Right. When he was talking about the kingdom and the uh, uh, Sermon on the Mount, right. he was talking to them. He was telling them, you're going to see these things. These things are going to be a part of what you're going to be dealing with as, as you begin this new Christian faith, because there was the death, burial, and resurrection of Christ, which changed everything. It fulfilled the old covenant didn't do away with the old covenant; it fulfilled it. There's a difference between doing away with and fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And so everything changed. And what was physical Israel in the old covenant as shadow is now spiritual Israel, according to the Book of Hebrews uh, and the Book of Romans. Um, and First, Second Peter also mentions this that um, it's spiritual Israel now. Mm-hmm. And spiritual Israel is not shadow, it's what's called very image or the light. It's mm-hmm. the real thing. Right. And the real thing is the spiritual uh, redemption of the elect. Mm. In other words, it has to do with the remnant. And so um, the remnant are both Jew and Gentile. The Jew mm-hmm. first and then the Gentile. It says in Romans. And so Jew and Gentile make up Israel now, not just physical Jew. And this, see, the people who are pushing the Zionism, they're stuck in the old covenant uh, way of doing things. Mm, that's right. They, they never, they, they didn't update themselves to the fulfillment that occurred on the cross. And you know, they acknowledge the cross for salvation, but they don't acknowledge it for eschatology. Mm, that's that's huge. Yeah. Yeah. That's huge. And so Israel today is the remnant of believers that are on the earth. And that makes up the church. So Great the church point. is Israel. The, Israel, if you want to say it that way, is the church. Period. Yeah. What's over there today as far as physical Israel, that is, that's a Rothschild and Rockefeller deep state operation. Mm. Uh, they're the biggest, they're the biggest hub of human trafficking, the biggest, and people are going to be angry when I say this because they worship the Jews over, the people who claim to be Jews over there, they worship that state over there. It's almost idolatrous how much they worship it. And they get mad when you 
point out these facts. They're the biggest sex traffickers. They're the biggest um, human traffickers. Uh, they're the biggest pedophiles. The LGBTQ community is huge over there. Mm. Atheism is huge. They have nothing to do. Why is it my thing saying low battery? That's ridiculous. Uh, they ha- there's they have nothing to do with uh, anything that's in scripture. Yeah, right. Just because they attach the name Israel to the nation and the people claim to be Jews, that doesn't mean anything. It means nothing. There has to be certain identified markers, and they're not meeting the markers. And that, that are found in scripture. You bring up a great point, and you said a key word there, idolatry, mm-hmm. idolatry, uh, to the point where the way I'm viewing these things when it comes to, you know, pro-Israel and everything that Zionism brings to the table when it comes to, you know, being all pro them, I see it more, like you said, as idol, uh, you know, idol worship. Why? Because anything you even mention, like right now, even the small talk we're having right now, brother. You and I would be anti-Semitic. Why? Because it, they would deem us talking against Israel. And it's like, and we're not talking against Israel. We're explaining what true biblical Israel is. And therefore, who is true Israel now? And I think majority of, uh, of people within the church miss the point that they, they don't work. Where's the church in all of this? Understand the role of the church now. New covenant. We have the church. Church is made up of both Jews and Gentiles that are believers, and that's what true Israel is. But you know, moving a little bit forward here, society right now. Why do you think this is such a big deal right now with this you know uh, issue, the conflict in in the Middle East, uh, pinning one against the other? I know you've given a little bit of background as to why some of these things are happening, taking place. But do you see this as a distraction for what's ahead of the United States, meaning election in 2024? <laughs> do we see distraction taking place? Let's focus on the Middle East conflict. That way we take people's mind off of what's coming in 2024. I mean, I know a lot of people think, ah, you guys are just being, uh, uh, um, what do you call it? Uh, um Oh, the word escaped me. That's what happens when you get old. You start forgetting things. Ah, uh, conspiracy theorists. You guys are conspiracy theorists. Uh, And it's like, uh, no, if you really look into these things, it it makes sense what's happening, especially what transpired the last few years. So this conflict could have played perfectly into the hands of, you know, uh, uh, those liberals that are trying to distract, right, from, you know, Mm -hmm. election year coming up. How else can we get away with rigging or whatever so how do you see all this playing out brother do you think it'll get worse in the middle east causing even more distraction you know i think well we're that's that's a lot to cover and i'll find it is a lot (laughs) (laughs) Um, let's begin with a uh 12 mile high looking down upon everything overview how's that um let's do it we're about to head into the, probably the craziest, wackiest, nuttiest year we've ever seen in our lives. Mm-hmm. And yep. the reason is part of the things that you mentioned, the election coming up is part of the reason. Um, and the reason for that is because um, there's a real threat like never before 
in this election to the deep state, to the to the new world order, the World Economic Forum, the International Monetary Fund, mm-hmm. uh, Soros, Klaus uh, Schwab, all you know, Klaus Schwab and the boys, I say. Rockefellers and the Rothschilds and all of the different people involved with the Council Committee of Three Hundred, the, the Club of Rome, um, all, they're all involved in this. And this election is a huge threat to them because if Trump gets elected, uh-huh. they know they know that he's coming for them. They know he's going to come for them as hard as they came after him. And try to ruin him, and the reasons because they know that if he gets elected, their days are done because he. Some of them are going to be hanging hanging at the end of a rope because of the evil crimes that they've committed against humanity. Bill Gates is is included in that, and and uh, they know that Trump is going to come after him hard because everything they've tried to do to him, he's going to turn around and do to them. And they know that this election is a big threat to them. So they're orchestrating and pushing a lot of this stuff. Mm-hmm. This attack in the Middle East on October the 7th was orchestrated by those organizations. You say, yeah. well, Hamas was created by the Muslim Brotherhood. Yeah, and who was it that influenced the Muslim Brotherhood to create Hamas? It was the CIA and Mossad. And they created it because they wanted Hamas to have control over Gaza. This was from the top down that they did this. This was orchestrated so that they could control Gaza. But what mm. happened is Hamas yeah. got out of hand because they, they were Muslim, right? Right. And they turned against the people that created them. And who created them? The Israeli government and the U.S. government. It was the CIA and the Mossad that created Hamas. Now, this attack on October 7th, we don't know the real story behind that attack. Everybody mm. says, well, Hamas attacked and did this, and Hamas did that. Really? How, are you absolutely sure about that? Or are you just believing everything that the mainstream media is telling? Who, by the way, lie on a daily basis. Mm. Full of propaganda lies. You can't trust a thing they say. Because you know why? Because they're owned by the very people that planned that attack and wants to deceive the world when it comes to it. Mm. Now, today's conspiracy theory is tomorrow's fact. You know what the most po- one of the more popular T-shirts is today? The one that says on the shirt, Alex Jones was right. Mm. And Alex Jones, go. he's the biggest conspiracy theorist out there. Right. And people right. are starting to say he was right. Because the things he was saying 10 years ago are happening today. Now, when it comes to this election, of course they want to shut us down. They want to start shutting us down, get everybody to wear a mask, go take the shot, shut, you know, go the shutdown. Um, uh, it's going to be mail-in ballots. We can't have the polls anymore because it's too big of a threat from the, from the uh, you know, whatever disease they decide to come up with to scare everybody with. Yeah, they're going to push that hard. You're going to see more violence. They're going to orchestrate more of these Palestinian um, violent attacks. You know, things of that nature. They're going to orchestrate more of that. 
They're going to orchestrate more BLM and Antifa activities. All this stuff is going to start coming to head because they are scared to death. They're scared to death that they're going to be put in prison or have capital punishment after a um, Hague-style trial that uh, convicts them of the evil human uh, attacks against humanity that they've done. These crimes against humanity. And they're all guilty of it. Yeah. Now, it's been estimated through uh, the insurance companies, and this was put out uh, just the other day, that 20 million people have died from the shots. 20 million. That's a lot. These are insurance company estimates. That is crazy numbers, bro. (laughs) Yes. And it's climbing. And that might be a low number. Yeah. And how many how many go ahead. I was gonna isn't the majority of that younger people too? Or is it pretty much Oh, it's it's everything. It's it's everything from young high school athletes all the way up to uh, grandma and grandpa. Mm. It's and everything in between. That's a lot. Twenty million. And a lot of it's uh, this turbo cancer that they're talking about. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Oh, Oh, it's interesting that shingles showed up right about the same time shots did. I wonder. That's probably just a coincidence, you know. Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, you can go down the list of things like that. Uh, these spike proteins that they keep talking about. If you listen, yeah. if you look at Doctor Yaden, Doctor, um, there's different uh, different doctors that have come out. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, Doctor Yaden, was uh, vice president of Pfizer, mm. and he doesn't work for them anymore. And he's come out. And he said Pfizer is has committed crimes. And they are guilty of these crimes, and uh, you know they they murdered people. Yeah, with yeah. their shots. And that's I mean, what Dr. Yaden is saying. No, mm-hmm. absolutely, and that, and that's it's good to know those things too of these people that mm-hmm. leave these companies. Why? Because the pharmaceutical companies are it's a huge money maker, bro. Money, 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 money. Right, and it was some yeah, people leave and they leave for a reason because they know it is a corruption they they see what's going on and they wake up and they come out and start talking about it uh, you know about these things that take place but i mean i think people should be way more informed when it comes to things brother way more informed look into event 201 in october of 2019 they held a uh, exercise called event 201 where they they did a uh, a game exercise of uh, a plan- pandemic, mm. and they 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 uh, you know it's like when you, when the uh, generals and admirals go to a war college and they do war games. Yeah, well, they did a pandemic game. Oh, <laughs> where they you know they got together and they said, okay, how do, how do we handle this with the, with the media? How do we do this? Sure. How do we do that? And they they went through all the scenario, the whole scenario. They came into play in 2020. They pre-planned it in October of 2019. It's mm-hmm. called Event 201. Yeah. And all you got to do is look at look up Event 201 and read about it. Interesting. That's good stuff. Folks, look into these things, folks. I mean, if you want to know about what's really going on nowadays, you need to do some research. You need to look into these things. 
because it's no it's not all like it seems to be there's a lot more that is taking place that we're not told we just they just want us to believe what the media says and we've spoken many a times about the media how corrupt they are and how bad the media is when it comes to the thing. anybody anybody want to know what uh, that's called what 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 cia uh, cia operation that was where they dealt with the media Ooh. That was Operation Mockingbird. Mocking, that's right, Mockingbird. That's right. Operation Mockingbird. And there's no indication that it ended. Ah. That had, that's a lot. That's a lot right there. Not that, that I mean, yeah, you're right. I've never heard of that it's ever ended. It didn't hmm. end. Ah. They say, oh, well, it, it, that ended in the 70s. You don't believe anything that anybody... If they're actively working for the agency, and uh-huh. they come out and make a public public relations statement, are you actually going to believe what they tell you? Mm. It's, a, it's, it's an intelligence agency. They're going to oh, lie. Yeah. Right, <laughs> right. And they're not going to tell you everything. Story. They're not yeah. going to tell you everything. Yeah. <clears throat> no, you got to wait till the renegades retire and write the books, and then read the books. And, and then read the books, right? Yeah. <laughs> Why is it that that happens, right? It's only when they retire yeah. and done that I was like, oh, now I'm really going to tell you what went down. <laughs> it's like, really? Yeah. <laughs> but that's I how, that's how, I, you know, that's how I'm not important, but that's to tell you how big a deal agencies like that are. They're not oh, going to yeah. talk to you about them during their, you know, career as they're going along because, you know, yeah. they, stranger things have happened. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. This is uh, right here. This book I have in my hand is called Rise of the Fourth Reich. Mm. And this is all about the stuff we're talking about right now. Uh, you get in here and it's got uh, some high-level players. That uh, Each chapter is about a high-level player. And uh, what they, uh, like Lieutenant, Lieutenant Colonel Peter Chambers, the Nuremberg Doctor. Uh, I mean, it's got all that kind of stuff. And people have been affected over the last three and a half years with all of the stuff that governments have been doing. Uh, they tell their stories. And, and Robert Malone is in here. Of course, he's a man who invented uh, mRNA, right? He invented mm-hmm. uh, what they're using. He didn't invent it for the purpose of shooting people up with it. He invented it for the purpose of lab uh, experimentation. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, and so, I mean, it's, there's so much, all these guys are in there. Now, this other one I have here, the Committee of 300, fourth edition, is, uh, was written by Dr. John Coleman. He was an intelligence officer. Mm. CIA. Yeah. Retired. He, it, he went all over the world with the CIA. And the things that he researched and the things he dug up and the things he found out Really made him angry. Wow. He had a conscience. Yeah, yeah. And he got angry, and he wrote this book. (laughs) And he's exposing a lot of people and a lot of stuff. Yep. And so you got to look. If you just dismiss everything as conspiracy theory, then you'll never know anything, and you'll be easily manipulated. Mm -hmm. And your mind is not going to be trained to see um, the propaganda and the manipulation and the attack when it comes. Right, right. We've lost 20 million people because they didn't see it. 
Now, let me ask you a question in regards to that. As Christians, so, you know, things like that, that happen, you know, the Bible does talk about having wisdom and discernment, right? Now, does that only apply to churchy things or, uh, you know, the Christian life thing? Or does it apply everywhere? Like, in this case, things of this nature that we're talking about. Are we supposed to have wisdom and discernment then too, brother? Or should we just take the Christian things? Because, you know, some believers will look at anything like this, like, well, you know, now the Lord has his hands in everything. He'll take care of it. You know, they become a little complacent when it comes to, oh, well, God has control. He's taking care of things. I'm just going to sit back and, you know, enjoy the ride. Let's go to the middle of your Bible. Mm -hmm. Open your Bible to the middle and come to Psalms, right? All right. Yeah. Back up a little bit, you see Proverbs, right? Proverbs, okay. You start at Proverbs chapter 1, mm-hmm. go through Psalms into Ecclesiastes, and all the way to the end of the book of Ecclesiastes. Okay. And grab that whole chunk of Bible right there, Uh huh. and just rip it all out of your Bible. Just rip it all out. So you're saying because, it's... You know, because people say that have, they don't care anything about Proverbs, Psalms, Ecclesiastes. They have no, they have no use for that at all. So you're saying because, it matters. That, in that other whole, words. <laughs> that whole section is about being smart when it comes to living life. It talks about oh. finances. It talks about relationships. It talks about not letting the government deceive you. And all that stuff is in that whole section of Proverbs, Psalms, and Ecclesiastes. It's what those books are about. They're wisdom books. Ah. And it's not just about being wise when it comes to church things. It's about being wise about the world. Yep. And not being fooled by the world. Yep. I mean, you can go a little <laughs> bit further and ask the Apostle Paul. Did he learn things about his, you know, the, the culture of those towns he visited? Was he involved? Did he learn? Was he wise? Right? Every time he visited, yeah, he, he had to learn his surrounding. He had to learn the culture there. That way he knew how to preach to them. You know? When he, when he needed to use his Roman citizenship uh-huh. to deal with something, he did. Yeah. When he felt like he didn't, he shouldn't use his Roman citizenship, he did. Mm. See, he was being smart. When, when, when he needed to blend into the culture a little bit, he did. When he did, when he didn't, he did. Mm. You know, I mean, he was wise to the world. He understood what Caesar was up to. He understood. Yeah. He understood the politics of the day. Oh, absolutely. And he maneuvered through all of that to put out the gospel. Amen. So Amen. when when uh, he, people say, "Well, you're anti-science," well, when science is trying to kill me. Yeah, I'm anti-science. <laughs> it's pretty obvious with that one, right? <laughs> yeah. We're anti-Semitic. Well, by Semitic, you mean a bunch of atheists, uh, homophobes, not, not homophobes, let me say it this way, a bunch of atheist sodomites mm. who, want to, who want to control the world and commit genocide. Yeah, I'm, I'm anti. Yeah, yeah definitely, yeah. definitely. If that's what you mean by by Shemites. 
Yeah, right. But the Shemite is a, is a descendant of Shem. Well, people, when they say anti-Semitic, they're totally clueless is what they're saying. They have no clue what they're saying. Yeah, right. anti-Semitic. But what is anti-Semitic? You know? Right. They don't know. They have no clue. Well, right. that's because you speak against a Jew. Well, who's a Jew? Right. You right. start digging in like that, and they, they can't answer the question. They don't know. <laughs> that's a great it's point. Just, it's, yeah. just a, it's just a manipulation technique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I can right. say, well, you're anti-Christian. You're anti-Christ. Oh, you're a Christophobe. I mean, I we can play that game, too. Sure, right? sure. We can throw labels and names out, too. But what does it accomplish? Uh, it's funny that you said you, you were talking about that because uh, my wife showed me a video of this comedian uh, that goes, and I guess he's in Israel, and, and he's a you know, big town where you know a Jew, big obviously Israel Jewish population but he goes into this market and he has a petition with him and he's asking hey uh, uh I'm asking you know, the Jewish people if you can sign this petition for me uh and the petition is about being sorry for killing Jesus <laughs> oh he was doing that in Israel in Israel and the and guy the either? guy he was asking you know to sign the petition he's like what are you doing you're in a Jewish market. He goes, yeah, I'm trying to find you guys so you guys can send this position to be sorry. And then at some point, he got to the point where the guy goes, well, I'm sorry you're trying to do that. Oh, so you are sorry. Here, would you mind signing? <laughs> it was the funniest thing. I got I'll send it to you, but uh, that was hilarious. That's hilarious, bro. came out there alive. I know, I know. <laughs> but it's really funny. I'll send it to you so you can check it out. So but anyway, funny. that reminded me of that. Uh, oh, but it's almost like that's the way they're approaching life, right? It's like if you have anything to say about, you know, Israel or or uh, Jewish people, it's like you're deemed the devil almost. You know, it's like in, in evangelicalism world that we are part of, brother. Same thing. If you don't Divide. agree or take the position of supporting Israel now, or you know, flying your uh, David. Uh, a Star of David flag, you oh, know, yeah, flag including the menorah in there on the side. You're you're against Israel, then you're an anti-Semite, brother. Uh, the flag that represents uh, Baal and ISIS. Exactly. The part going up is Baal because mm-hmm. that's the sun god, and the triangle going down, yeah, is ISIS, the goddess of fertility, because you know the rain has to. It, it's connected with water. Right. That symbolism and the water has to come down to water the plants to, to for the for the crops to grow. Right. Well, that's what the worship of the god of fertility was all about. Isis, Ishtar, Ashtaroth, uh, Semiramis. I mean, the different names that the different cultures gave that right. goddess. And not only that, bro, that right there, everything, everything you're mentioning, brother, right. that's evidence of the idolatry of Israel that they. You know, did did before Christ and and how God came down in judgment against them, and they continue to do it even now. If you want to call them Israel, not the Israel of the Bible, but just Israel, they continue to have the do the same idolatry, the same sin you guys were, you know, judged for in the past. Right, right. And what does God say? Let me go into Jeremiah. I was just reading Jeremiah this week. Let me. Grab this. Um, I mean, there's so much news we could get into, but uh, uh, 
Jeremiah's saying, let me see, where am I? Um, he just pronounces all kinds of judgment on Israel because mm. of what they do. Right. It says, uh, O house of Israel, this is Jeremiah, Jeremiah 18. O house of Israel, cannot I, cannot I do with you as this potter? Says the Lord, behold, as the clay is in the potter's hand, so are you in my hand, O house of Israel. Mm. At what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom and to pluck up and to pull down and to destroy it. If the na- if that nation, and this can apply to all nations, by the way, this is a general principle that was applied to Israel. If that nation against whom I have pronounced turn from their evil, I will pre- repent of the evil that I thought to do unto them. Mm. Now, is Israel over there today honoring God or dishonoring him? Ooh. That is a huge, huge question. Depends who you ask it to. <laughs> are they under his judgment or are they under his grace? I'll continue reading. And at what instant I shall speak concerning a nation and concerning a kingdom to build and to plant it, if it do evil in my sight, then it obey not my voice, then I will repent of the good wherewith I said I would uh, benefit them. They're doing evil in the sight of God right now. Atheism, mm-hmm. LGBTQ, human trafficking, sex trafficking, pedophilia, rampant in Israel today. Rampant. People don't like hearing that, but it's the truth. They're not a benevolent nation, folks. No. And not only that, that's, brother, no, they're, they're sticking to the Levit- Levitical law, which is what? That's idolatry, too. The, the leadership in that country don't even believe in Levitical law. There we they're go. atheists. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the religious Jews who claim to be Jews. I'm waiting for proof that they came from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Where's mm. the proof? That's I mean, not going to happen. They're white as I am. <laughs> they're, yeah. they're European. They're from the Caucasus Mountains, for crying out loud. Yeah. Oh, there's that Ashkenazi Jew theory. Have you looked in, at their skin color, folks? Do you think Jews were pale white in the Middle East during the time of Christ? Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> I mean, seriously, have we bought into the medieval artist picture of Jesus? Blue eyes, white skin, blonde, blonde hair. That, that's probably devil. <laughs> white, white devil, I'm I must say. I'm just saying that just, just, just to get people's go. It's just ridiculous. A lot yeah. of this stuff, mm-hmm. you know? Right. So. Now, this is, you know, this podcast is like a follow-up to the last podcast we did. I was because it was such an important subject that we're dealing with. And again, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure there was questions that arose as to uh, why are you guys, you know, seem to be against Israel nowadays? Why are you guys saying prophecy was already fulfilled? People so, hear what they, you know what, people hear what they want to hear. Absolutely. Absolutely. They, they, they don't hear what we're saying. They hear mm-hmm. what they want to hear. Yeah. All right. We're not against this. I don't want to see anybody in Israel harmed. Okay. I don't want to see that. Right. They're people. 
they're fellow human beings. Yeah. They need to repent and believe on Christ. They need to read Isaiah 18 and hear what the Lord is saying. Amen. God's not going to bless them as long as they're rejecting the Messiah right. and performing wickedness. Mm. He's not going to. He's not going to do it. Okay, it's your Zionism, your false dispensational eschatology that teaches you that. That's not found in the Bible. Mm. You can twist it to make it say that with your false view of eschatology, but it's not what it says. Mm, okay? That's huge. That's huge, God brother. Just automatically bless people who claim to be Jews and call their nation Israel. It happened to be in the same spot that Israel was in the Old Covenant. That does not make it Israel. Right. Right. Okay. So, no, I'm not against these people. I want to see them. I want the gospel to be preached to them. I'd like to see them repent and, and come to Christ. But mm -hmm. what are the Zionists doing it? Are they going over there and preaching the gospel? Mm -hmm. No. Right. John Hagee thinks they're just automatically saved without even having to preach the gospel. That is satanic, evil, and cruel. Yep. Yep. That's a great point, brother, because that was going to be my next uh, uh, comment or question that, you know, that's exactly what's taking place. They uh, automatically assume because you are uh, quote unquote Jewish descendancy, which we cover this already, that automatically they're going to be saved. And that's not the way it works, according to scripture. No. It's not the way they it works. They rejected the Messiah and Paul rebuked them for it. Jesus rebuked them for it. The apostles rebuked them for it. I mean, the John the Baptist rebuked them for it. Yep. And, the, and brother, <laughs> you know? even these people now that claim to be the Jewish, the new Israel, they continue to reject Christ as the Messiah. They do. Now, there's, well, there's a remnant. There's right, a remnant. Right. They don't. Right. They're no, there, there's Christians in there, just as in much there? as there's yeah. Christians in, in uh, Palestine, at, in, right. in Gaza. How many the way, Christians are there? By the way, there were 80,000 Christians in Palestine, and they're getting bombed. Yep, yep. And, and their families are being murdered, and their children are being murdered, because you have a deep state, globalist regime running Israel and running the United States that loves war and loves bloodshed, and, and they have very, very evil intentions mm. toward, toward, toward regular, everyday people. Absolutely. Our government is as corrupt as could be, and it needs to be cleaned out. I'm with Trump when he says clean the swamp. Mm, that is huge. And, and and the same thing's true of the Israeli government. They're yeah. corrupt as could be. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and they need to be cleaned out. And no, I don't want to see Palestinians wiped out. Right. They're people, too. Right. But they're Muslims. So what? Mm-hmm. What we weren't sinners before we came to Christ, right? They need the gospel the as much as we needed it, right, brother? <laughs> we gonna take that attitude? Yeah, right. No, You're right. They're the same as us, you know. And and so I don't want to see either side have have to endure bloodshed. Mm -hmm. I don't want to. I'm not pro Palestinian. I'm not pro Israel. Amen. I'm pro. I'm pro humanity and anti genocide. Amen. Pro-life, all the way. Yeah. Absolutely. No, that, those are great points, brother, because I think a lot of people, again, and I like the fact that we get to pinpoint these things when we're talking about these things, and we're always, you know, pointing people, look at scripture, read, 
do more research, understand uh, the context of scripture, and then start looking at, you know, life through that lens nowadays. That way your paradigm might be shaken up quite a bit and your belief change in regards to proper understanding scripture, which had happened to us again, time and time we have mentioned the, the brain and I, our paradigm yeah. was shifted at one point in our, you know, in our Christian life that we had no answer to that. We just, the Holy Spirit just changed our mind, started renewing our mind. And this is where that belief is coming from. Not because we, you know, instinctively, well, oh, well, this is just what we want to believe. No, I, I, the Holy Spirit revealed that to us yeah. and we had no answer for that. So, so we are. So, so, people, so Christians, Zionist Christian brothers and sisters, are so concerned about Israel over there mm -hmm. and Jesus coming back and all this. They're not having, I don't, I'm not seeing concern for their fellow human being. Mm. This, this is a, this is Mike, uh, let's see, this is uh, Dr. Mike Yaden. He's a former vice president of Pfizer. You have to be brave now, he says. Listen to what he has to say. And see if it doesn't shift some paradigm. That's mm -hmm. where our priorities need to be. All right. So okay. I'm going to, here we go. Here's the thing why I'm calling you from, it's not going to return to the old normal. One, that's never their intention. So it's not going to happen passively because it's not, there isn't an actual phenomenon that's going to wear off. They're not going to allow it to return to normal. So if you comply with this tyranny, it will end with the loss of your liberty and probably your life. Uh, the supply chains uh, that move materials, uh, uh, raw materials and finished goods around the world are being sawn through on a global scale. You've only got to look at where the shipping is, where it should be, and where it actually is. And terrifyingly, the same is happening to food production worldwide. Food and fertilizer production It's in the wrong place. It's deliberate. They're smashing the means of manufacturing enough calories to keep 7.8 billion people alive. And, you know, where do you think that's going to end? Well, the answer is mass, star mass starvation or uh, a global migration. That's, that's what's going to happen if you uh, and everybody else choose to do nothing at all. Uh, also, economic destruction, we can see happening around us. Interest rates will rise on the back of huge debts. That will just cause mass bankruptcies, rolling recessions, depressions, things like that. And I would also imagine loss of confidence in the very thing called money. So any savings you've got, I think they'll just vanish. Literally, people will just say, I no longer trust sterling. I don't want to protect it. And so all your savings are now worth nothing. So if you wait, I believe it will be too late. I think you already know that I'm broadly telling you something that's closer to the reality than what government's telling me. Uh, but I believe that we can head off the worst crimes in history by actively withdrawing our consent and, and definitely not accepting these uh, digital ID for any reason, any reason. If you accept it, they, they will sweep over us. Um, and so, just in the last few words, I implore you to get involved, to use some of what I and others are saying to you. Uh, be brave, actually. You have to be brave now and risk embarrassment um, and recruit other people to this cause, and we can roll over. That's the former vice president wow. of Pfizer. I mean, and to say be brave, don't roll over, that's huge. <laughs> yeah. So... There are things going on in the world that are more important than pushing a dispensational Zionist mentality of, 
oh, we're just going to kick back and wait for the Lord to come back. Right. No, 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 no. We need to start standing up and doing what's right. There was a group of pastors that had a meeting, a Baptist meeting, uh, the conference down in Louisiana. Okay. And uh, one of the pastors stood up and he said, we need to have a resolution to state that we are in support of banning abortion from mm-hmm. conception. Mm. Right? Because it's murder. It's wrong. Right. Did you know it angered a bunch of those pastors and they voted that down? Wow. Not surprised. Not surprised. And, and we say, God bless America. Why should God bless America when we've got pastors like that? That will not protect the unborn. Yeah. Because they're concerned of what might happen to the mother. She murdered her baby. Yeah. If that baby were a month old out of the womb and she murdered him or her, would that mother go to jail for homicide, for for first degree murder? Mm. Yes. What's the difference between in the womb and out of the womb? Mm. We're so concerned about protecting. The sinner in the transaction of the sin that we have failed to bring about justice for the victim. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. This is Christianity in America today. And we're, we're oh, look what's going on over in Israel. Oh, the Lord's coming back. Oh, 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 oh. No, get, why don't we start spending some time? on our face before the Lord get right with them and stop mm. pushing, you know, predictions that, that never come true, by the way, how many right. predictions have there been that have not come true? Okay. Why? Mm-hmm. Because God doesn't operate in the way that these Zionists say he operates. Okay. Now, We need to stand up and say, no, we're not going to participate in tyranny. Mm-hmm. We're not going to put our fellow human beings under a system that could destroy them and their family. And they were talking about digital IDs, mm. social credit scores. Right. And that began with the financial credit scores, FICA. Right. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Trans transunion experience. Right. Those things are wicked, evil. It's a score system for finance, which is unbiblical because it uses what the Bible calls usury to rip people off through interest rates. A credit card is up to twenty nine point nine nine percent interest rate. They're very high. That is unbiblical. It's a scam. And how much, how many, the entire world fell for it. Oh, yeah. Right. So our, we have our tax system, bro. Coming up. <laughs> What's that? Our tax system, IRS tax. <laughs> it's a scam. That, that's also a scam. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. That 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 is paying the interest on the debt that we owe a private bank called the Federal Reserve. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the whole system is a scam. And instead of exposing that, 
Uh, well, no, no, we should just be preaching the gospel. People are living under rough circumstances, dire conditions. I mean, you've seen, you live in California, brother. You've seen the homeless. Oh, you yeah. Go Big problem. Big problem. Right. No, you preach the gospel and you help them physically. You help, you give them a meal. You try to get them off the streets. You try to get them back up on their feet if they're if they're open and willing to do that. Yep. You know, if you're not too far gone with mental illness or drugs or something like that. But I mean, even then you try to help them. Right. We're not, I mean, it's not just, oh, we'll just get their souls saved. You know, say the sinner's prayer. Here you go. Okay, you good. You're saved. We'll move on to the next guy. <laughs> right. Lord have mercy. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. It's, there's, reason, but, there's reason why Paul Washer preaches the way he preaches. <laughs> oh, absolutely. I mean, <laughs> no. talk about somebody that is anti-complacent. Paul Washer is one of them. He is one that will, you, you're starting to feel good about his preaching. You feel like, yeah, that's us. And then, Bam! He hits you right between the eyes with a brick that he's yeah, talking about you. That, a brick that needed to be thrown mm-hmm. because because we're, we're we're thick-headed people. Oh we're yeah, stiff absolutely. Like the old Israelites were, you know. Absolutely. Great stuff, my brother. We have a few minutes left, brother. Anything in, by way of closing this uh, podcast, this episode? Give us I some would a- say, encouragement. I would say- I would say don't just be Christians in church. Be Christians in every area of society. We're going to have to infiltrate every area of society in order to to win our country back. Okay? I like that. Don't just be a Christian in church. Be a Christian in everyday life. Mm. In every aspect of life. At your job. At the bank. Right? At the amusement park. Uh, in your home, right? I mean, when you're driving down the road, be Christian. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're mm-hmm. going to load, this is a big problem we have out here. If you're going to load something in a pickup truck, make sure the load doesn't spill all over the road and cars start hitting things. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's a problem out here. <laughs> I mean, it's not Christian to spill things all over the road and cause damage to other people's cars. That's actually a principle in the Bible. You don't uh, do that, right? right? You make sure it's secure. These are things we can do as Christians to demonstrate our love for others, right? Amen. As Christ told us to do, right? Amen. We, 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 we live Christ in all areas of society, and then we begin to push back the paganism mm. and bring in the Christian ideology, the Christian morality. That's Amen. what's wrong with our nation. That's what those pastors were unwilling to do in Louisiana. To push back the paganism and bring the Christianity in. No, they wanted to retreat. Mm. Every one of those pastors need to be removed from their pulpits. Mm. That's huge. That's yeah. huge. So that's. I'll just end on that. <laughs> no, that was great. And folks, so, I know we got to go, brother. We got to be Bereans. We anything that is said here, we want you to go and look at the, look into these things scripturally. Again, don't just. Oh, those brothers said it. I'm going to believe. No, go do your homework. Go do be a Berean. Do the Berean thing. Look into these things. Research, study to show yourself approved. Because that's the way we need to approach life in discernment, in wisdom. And you got to live life 
you know, to glorify God in everything, in all things, not just Sunday, like my brother said, in all yeah. things. Brother, good yeah. stuff. Well, well let's close it. Mind, heart, and heart pure. We'll see you on the next podcast. And you got it. And we'll catch you on the flip side. You have been listening to the Vortex Apologetic Podcast. Hey there, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for tuning in to listen to the Vortex Apologetic. It is our prayer that God is glorified and that you are richly blessed by this podcast. We are living in amazing times, and it is a privilege to encourage and strengthen your Christian walk through the use of modern technology. Therefore, remember that you can find us at thevortexapologetic.com, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and all major podcast providers. Just search for The Vortex Apologetic, and there you will find us. Thank you again, and remember, keep your mind sharp and your heart pure. God bless.